Hey, Harry. What, Tim? 2016's been good, hasn't it? It's been amazing, especially for music. I mean, you had the birth of Track Show. A seminal moment in the history of British independent music. You've had Track Show getting to number seven, eight and nine. You had Track Show getting to number two briefly. Lots of things happened for Track Show this year. <laughs> and as such, we have chosen April as the month to look back on the year so far. I think essentially what happened with this episode was that we in recent weeks have played quite a lot of old music and talked about old, well, older music and we both thought actually while we love that stuff we have been listening to and enjoying a lot of new stuff this year so let's uh, find an excuse to talk about that because people want to find new things. So without further ado let's head in to the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and um I'll talk to you at the end. Yeah. Enjoy. Open, open your ears. And your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and your hearts. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's begin now. So have you had like a a specific track that has stood out to you this year so far? That has um excited you this year um it actually wasn't something i was gonna talk about as i've actually told you before but i've been waiting since 2008 for the last shadow puppets to release another album okay so not really knowing if they would yeah because it was i mean they were one of those weird open-ended projects weren't they where Mm. we always knew that there was a kind of bromance there okay. so I'd always assumed that something would happen again. pretty funny bromance have you seen some of their interviews I've seen the one where they were really really offensive and horrible and I have made me that. hate them what was that hey, there's, I, there's a a really really interesting and was it one after their new album was this a while ago no this was the new album they mm. they were in New York and they had a day full of doing press mm. and they had just got back to their hotel lobby and they were scheduled in for another interview and a female journalist came and interviewed them and um I don't Miles know this, came, the way this is going. No, Miles Kane was very basically very inappropriate to her and she wrote an article about how um about sexism in the music industry and how it's hard enough to Really? What was this is this you can go and listen to it. It's a written article, but it's it's really interesting and No, she, I mean the interview that he was she gives direct quotes where about right. the, the things he's saying and um it's very uh, it's really really well written and a really thoughtful piece and she talks about how um <laughs> she talks about how uh she had questioned whether she should write about it or just keep it to herself and she'd spoken to colleagues and stuff like that and she got a mixed reaction even from peers yeah. Male and female, some people saying, you know, that's just part of the territory. You just have to go with it. And other people saying, that's not on. You got to fight it if there's something wrong with it, isn't? Yeah. You? So I mean, he wasn't like, um, you know, sitting there being abusive to her. Yeah. But things like, I think at one point in the interview, he interrupted one of her questions and asked if she wanted to go up to his room with him. And it's like, right. That's just not, not taking her professionally. Not yeah, taking her seriously she's a, she's a professional interviewer. person. She's there doing her job, and 
you're treating your her objectifying hands. her yeah. and treating her inappropriately. So I'm surprised. Which, yeah, because you know whatever you think of Alex Turner and Miles Kane, you know sometimes her, they're kind of you know you've kind of thought a bit full of themselves, a bit this, a bit that. You know, generally I've been a fan, but they've always seemed like decent guys. Where and then you read something like that, and you think, oh, that is just really mm. disappointing. You know, there's no space for that in yeah. the world. And it, yeah, it was sad, really. Yeah, the one I saw was very light-hearted with with a German uh, interviewer, and um, it's just lots of Alex Turner being like, "Yeah, this guy's right, actually." Yeah, yeah. Like he was just every question he had, he was like, he he was seeming interested. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is nice because he looked like he yeah. just didn't want to be there at the beginning, like classic, like sunglasses on <laughs> indoors. And yeah. just kind of playing yeah. with his hair, brushing it yeah. back. You know, if you've seen Alex Turner, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly he just looks engaged and interested. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been looking forward to the album for a long time because I've, I, like I said to a friend the other day, their first album is like one of the sexiest things I've heard in music. Yeah? For, yeah. You're just... into the kind of Soviet... <laughs> bleak winter is that that's your you're sexiness. just thinking of the trailer of no sorry the music video but of, it was all it was it all had a bit of that i think vibe. it was all very oh i guess it was um every song could be a james bond yeah theme. But that's what i mean again from yeah. russia with love yeah well i guess um but i loved it i think the, yeah. these lovely little like whiny guitars and things and like a great use of like um horns and all these like orchestral almost orchestral kind of sounds and stuff yeah. with like these it's just this rock band it's, i think yeah. i think yeah. it's absolutely amazing and with alex turner and i think miles kane as well but they both co-wrote it but with those i mean with two people as talented as they are with writing songs and the lyrics and things you're gonna get some good stuff and with this second album i have given it a few playthroughs and i'm a fan of quite a lot of it yeah it always seems to end so too soon for me i don't know if it seems to be quite a short album i can't remember the times of the songs and things but um it's got some great songs in there starting off with aviation stuff it's just I think it's a very good album, but for some reason I am slightly, and I I think it does. Sometimes it can take a while for. Um, <laughs> sorry, you're fucking through. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can take a while for albums to grow on me. Yeah, like sometimes it can take months. Yeah, there's. Um, I know what you mean. I I feel like it's what has been my um, slight issue with the album. I think I've only listened to it twice. Um, I feel like it lacks an immediacy, which isn't necessarily a criticism of it. Yeah. You know, it could well be one that I, if I listen to a few more times, I'll be hugely into it. But I don't... I think I've mentioned previously on, on other episodes about other albums that uh, I'll kind of get halfway through an album and think, oh, I want to listen to that track again. Yeah. Whereas... This I'll kind of be. I'll listen to it while I'm doing something. My mind will slip, and I'm not even really paying attention to it anymore. And then it's finished, and it's like, oh, 
yeah. that was okay but mm. nothing kind of grabbed no, me there yeah, was no exactly. kind of immediate that's what i'm gonna it. say there's nothing there was no big tune in there apart from the bad habit <laughs> sick puppet which just annoys me every time Sci-hi. i can't bear that song really because i was i was going to say how much it's grown on me now but yeah. i have listened to that one more than any other but I'm just going yeah. through their first album now, and I just want to name Standing Next to Me, Calm Like You, uh, My Mistakes Were Made For You, uh, The Meeting Place, Time Has Come Again. All of these are, I think, huge standout, yeah. standalone tracks that work on yeah. their own. They're, they're really amazing, and I don't really see any of those in this i think uh dracula teeth is very good um yeah. bad habits that has like i said grown on me and um aviation pattern i think they're all they've got some good songs yeah, in there, there are but good i songs. think like i said a little bit underwhelming yeah i i can but i have it has been built up over eight years so yeah but i can remember as you know exactly as you said i can remember Sort of the first few times hearing, particularly standing next to me, which I really, really loved mm. when it first came out, and I can remember that being really immediate and really just I love this tune, and I think that was the one that really piqued my interest in the rest of the album. And albums do need that, you know, yeah. even if they're the ones that after you've listened to it a few times, you think actually I'm a little bit bored of that one now, but it brought me into the rest of the album. I do feel a little bit like this doesn't quite have that kind of natural I think entry point. Now I look at the track listing, I think that makes sense as why they stuck bad habits dead in the middle, like kind yeah. of thing, because it was the, if you listen to all of it, it's the, it's a real kind of grungy, um, rocky song. And it actually, I think they were just kind of, maybe, maybe somebody has listened through it and thought this is good to have this to kind of wake people up in the yeah, middle of yeah. it maybe cool. I'm not sure exactly obviously but um, it seems that way because I certainly I definitely I can I can definitely say that when I'm listening to the album I have like if I'm doing something while I'm listening to it that's the point when I when my brain kind of kicks back yeah. again and I'm like oh yeah this is what I'm listening to yeah. because that song is which is maybe the problem that I've had with it in that exactly what you're saying 90% of the time when I'm listening to music it's while I'm working Mm. so my brain is slightly off somewhere else anyway and then I'm going through the album and then like you say the one in the middle that's meant to wake you up I think I hate this one I'm skipping it because it's it's on I listen to six music all the time as I've said many times and Bad Habits I woke up to it this morning (laughs) and Bad Habits was on it a lot so I heard it a lot and just got annoyed with it and just wanted them to shut up. So if we're going to play something from that album, what I think would be quite interesting to do would be to play one of the kind of lesser-known tracks that people maybe have had a similar experience to us where they've listened to it and zoned out a little bit. But actually, if you just listen to it in isolation without the rest of the album, it's really great. Yeah. I think the lyrics are particularly great on this one as well. So what is it that you would like to choose? This one is Dracula Teeth. Great, because I can't even remember what that sounds like. Good. Maybe our listeners can't either. Well, let's hit play. The railway arch, confessional. A roach in white and mud. 
and it's such an such an Alex Turner title as well, isn't it? Yeah. Dracula teeth. <laughs> what are we calling it? <laughs> Dracula. Teeth. I think we're gonna call it Dracula teeth miles. <laughs> I don't know why he's quite British there. <laughs> like, wait, he's British because um, he's southern. Because he's slowly sort of. I think we're gonna call it Dracula teeth miles. Well, I mean, he's ticking off all the accents in the world. Yeah. So, I remember I was. He's, at, um, he does. He's got that kind of. Slow draw. Yeah, I was at. That's what he's like. Those Dracula teeth, Through that brick wall. I remember I was at. um, I didn't mean brick wall, I meant glass ceiling. (laughs) From that thing he did. I was at. The opposite thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's the substance I mean? Yeah, brick. What's the type of building? The part of a building I mean? The wall. Yeah, the wall. <laughs> Through that rubber floor. I really like that Pink Floyd album, another uh, another glass in the ceiling. <laughs> so are there any tracks of 2016 that have really stood out for you then? There have been, actually. There's yeah. one particular one that as soon as I started thinking about this, jumped out straight away. You know... When you just hear something and it is in your consciousness straight away, and the first day you've heard it, you listen to it about 15 times, yep. and then for at least a week afterwards, you're just constantly listening to it. Yep. So anyone who follows, follows us on social media will know that I've been talking about this band quite a lot, and I, I especially love them because they favourite things that we write about them. Yep. That's not why I'm doing this. <laughs> I... The song I'm going to talk about, I am absolutely obsessed with. I still am now. It's been a month of listening to it so, so regularly. Three or four times a day. At least a month. And I just love it. It's a band called The Big Moon. Yep. The song is called The Road. It's brilliant. So, Big Moon, they're a four-piece, all-female band. Yep. They've already this year toured with... The Maccabees and Ezra Furman, two of my favourite acts going. So They toured with the Maccabees? Yeah. The, they're... So they weren't there when we went to see them? Obviously we didn't watch any the of the sports. Band, we got there very late. We were in a Weatherspoons for far too long. Were they there, though? Were they Possibly. There? They've toured with the Maccabees this year. So yeah, now that you mention, Yeah. I'm saying for me, I mean, they're at the Great Escape. They're at Glastonbury. Yeah. They're at... Uh, Latitude, which I'm hoping to go to too. Yeah. So I will see them a few times this year. I will go to Glastonbury, certainly, yeah. and Great Escape. Yeah. So, but they're amazing. They're really, really brilliant. Um, and this particular song, I feel like I'm kind of predisposed to love in many ways. It is kind of, if I sort of think about all the little components that make up a song that I really love, this just kind of ticks all the boxes. I'd like to know those components, please. Okay, Gary. <laughs> Let's have some of those components. So, I would say the first thing is that it reminds me very much of one of my favourite songs ever, which is Tegan and Sarah, Walking with the Ghost, which everyone knows. Huge tune. There's oh, Harry's laughing because he doesn't know it. Do we need to have a little bit of Tegan and Sarah in at this moment? I'm going to pop some in now. Okay, Tegan and Sarah. No matter which way you go No matter which way you stay You're out 
Okay, so maybe I should readdress that and say actually not everyone knows yeah. Tegan and Sarah Walking with Ghosts, but I love that song. I love that album that it came from, and this has a feel of that to me. So it comes in with kind of this little kind of plucked guitar loop, which is very, very my kind of thing. Sounds a bit like um, the Albert Hammond Jr. track. Spooky Couch. It sounds like Spooky Couch when it first comes in. Do you know that track? Yes, I do this time. Yay! Um, (laughs) And then comes into this amazing female vocal, really rich, really brilliant, and it starts quite slow. And then it sort of slowly starts to build. And then we come into a really, really catchy chorus. And then we come into like all these ooze. And it's like right, all these different little bits of songs that I love. And like as it's going through, it's like, oh, I hope this comes next, tick. I hope this comes next, tick. And as you go through, it starts to get a little bit heavier. And you start to get really nice little riffs coming in. And it just builds up and builds up into like this big conclusion and you kind of get these sort of tame impala style breakdowns and it's it's just brilliant and then the final finale is kind of euphoric but while still keeping that kind of tenderness from the beginning of the song so it like i say it starts off quite gentle and it builds up but then you get all these layers and you've got synths you've got all this stuff coming in towards the end but it's still got that kind of tenderness to it Mm. and it's just brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and i think I'm not saying it's anything revolutionary. I'm not saying it's the only song that's ever sounded like this before. Of course. You know, it is in some ways, like I say, kind of the kind of indie music I like by numbers, but in a brilliant way. And I just found it super addictive and I couldn't stop listening to it. Well, I've heard the track. Yeah. And if I hadn't, you've very much sold it to me. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, I would um, love to hear it. And what do you think of the track? Or should we do that afterwards? We'll do it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's listen to a little bit of the big moon. excited to go and see you have, have you seen them live yet Sorry. i still haven't seen them live and right. i'm desperate to see well them i'm live. very excited to go and do that yeah because i yeah they're, they're very much they fit into very much what i would like to listen to yeah, that, yeah. that's what i mean i think there's a there's a thing that happens sometimes and it's quite a rare thing where you just listen to something and it's like oh, this was made for me mm. like this was if i could design a sound in my head that is just kind of my musical taste ticked. Mm. I genuinely do listen to some of their songs and I feel like that. There's, this may not go into the podcast because I don't know how it's going to sound. But when I, I remember when I first heard Haim, yeah. 
they almost set a benchmark for me of like female um, rock bands kind of yeah. should be or not should be but what I really like in them yeah because I think there's like um, whether it's intentional or not and whether consciously we think it or not mm. it's like you know that thing of football managers they should look a certain way and if they don't then they're probably not going to be any good yeah like you think of rock bands and historically they're all men yeah and like that's what a big rock band looks like and i think because of the way the makeup of the music industry you maybe have to come to your own conclusion of what a good girl band is or or not girl band all female band is like or band with a big female influence is like Mm. and you know if heim were the first ones for you then great like I mean, I love her. Well, yeah, not necessarily the first ones, but yeah. in in a really significant times, one. Yeah, definitely significant. Yeah, and this lot certain, I think, are at that kind of caliber. Yeah, but certainly, I think they're great. I I really love them, and yeah. the video for that's really cool. They seem really cool. Yeah, and like I say, I'm so excited to go to all these festivals, and they will be on the top of my list of people to watch because I think I think they're going to be huge as well. I've, there's a couple of things that I've read online that suggests that they will have a full album this year. I really, really hope that's the amazing. case. Yeah. Because brilliant band. We would love to have them on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are friends of the show, the big group. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of uh, going straight back to you, yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I'm a little bit annoyed, actually. I'm going to hold the mic. I would like to leave... Yeah, well... Taxi! Okay. Uber driver! (laughs) Take me to school, Uber Uber driver! (laughs) Okay, no, please carry on. Um, So, to kind of maintain the lead, Mm -hmm. going on into talking about a kind of more general things that we've enjoyed this year. Mm -hmm. So far, 2016, for me, has been, I think heavily dominated by bands either which are completely female or have a very clear female lead i think that is the things that i think back on that i've really loved that has been the running theme i just want to sort of name the absolute opposite of name and shame what's the opposite of name and shame harry name and get excited for them (laughs) (laughs) catchy as fuck (laughs) If, if anything, that's better than name and shame. I would like to name and get excited for them this band. Yeah. <laughs> so, a band that I've spoken about before, my absolute love of them, Heinz. Oh, I was going to talk about them came later. out yes. this year. Yeah. It's brilliant. Let's be honest, it's brilliant, brilliant, it's brilliant. Cracking. It's everything, everything joyous indie pop should be. Yeah. And they are everything an indie band should be.
They are one. They're a big one for me this year. Mm-hmm. Other honourable mentions. I think that's what... Instead of name and shame, honourable mentions, that's what I meant, right? Yeah. Why not? Honourable mentions. I liked what I said. Yeah. I so catchy. I can't remember it, but... <laughs> it was great. So, Tough Love. Do you know Tough Love? Um, they've got an album called Resort, which is really, really brilliant. Uh, the opening song and my favourite song on the album called Sweet Discontent I really love and I think I think the chorus is really funny as well so that's one to <laughs> you like a bit of humour in your songs don't you I do yeah but I d- I'm not even I don't even um, I don't I don't know if it's meant to be funny but it makes me laugh like mm-hmm. again you kind of this idea that uh, in lyrics you kind of romanticize things and you make uh your world seem more yeah. beautiful than it is and the the final lines of the chorus of that song are sweet discontent and unease which is very much my perpetual mental state <laughs> so i just find it funny that, i feel like i'm gonna like this song then. yeah so people singing sweet discontent and unease that's just funny to me <laughs> and relatable and i love yeah. them for that to another all another female band but a more kind of renowned one savages yes savages huge Quite huge a big one band for you as well this year, isn't it? again obsessed yeah. absolutely obsessed when this is what you get came out the first the lead single from the album i couldn't believe it i mean just brilliant just so powerful so kind of feeling timely and important and just musically so different to everything that was coming out at the time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the band. I love the album. They're fantastic. This is when you get when you mess with love. This is when you get when you mess with love. This is when you get when you mess with love. This is when you get when you mess with love. Last one that I kind of want to name drop is Lacera, which are a very different band and actually a band that I don't know a huge amount about. But for the last few weeks, I've been listening to quite a lot. They brought out an album in February, I believe. Mm. And I would like to play a little bit actually because I feel like if you've listened to the, maybe we've played a bit of The Big Moon by this point. 
Maybe we've even played a little bit of Heinz and Savages and Tough If Love. anyone knows me, I have beautifully slotted them yeah. all in there somewhere. So, but I feel like they maybe follow a certain path. Maybe Savages are a bit heavier than the others, but they're kind I would of. Say so yeah. But they're kind of within a certain genre of music. I mean, it's in the name, isn't it? <laughs> They're savages. They're <laughs> savages. 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 Yeah. Barely even human. Yeah. Um, but Lacera are very different, but no less brilliant. So maybe we can play a little bit of them. That was Lacera, and as I said, I think within a certain kind of spectrum of you know, what we would maybe broadly call indie music, that's down one other end to Savages, and probably you got Savages, The Big Moon, Heinz, yeah. Lacera. That's kind of how I would kind of broadly line it up, but all brilliant. That's a lovely line. All fantastic female-led music coming out in the early part of 2016. And yeah, that is kind of the story of my start of the year. Lovely. So let's move on to you. Well, actually, um, you're talking... Let me just clear my throat. You're talking a lot about um, female musicians, and it moves very well onto... They haven't released. <laughs> it sounds like I'm cheating again. They haven't released an album this year or anything. Yeah. No, they've ha- they have actually released a single this uh, year, and they have an album coming out. From what I know, it was meant to be April the first. Yeah, but, but it's not out yet. No, it's not. And I think that may have been a single release. But the band is Wild Bell. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar. Do you know what with I? Wild Bell. I. Immediately, as soon as you say it, I know that name, but I can't remember what I know that name. Is for. it because I showed you them last week? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, or it's because, interestingly, they there's a crossover with one of my favourite ba- bands of the last five years, probably, and a band who have put out new stuff this year as well. Wild Nothing. I don't know. If mm. There's a. I don't know if that's what I'm remembering, but Possibly. Wild Bell is firing up some synapses within my brain. Tell us more about them. Okay. Well, um, I, I, I don't think they are an all-female band, actually, but they have a female vocalist. And um, the first album I remember listening to quite a while ago, 2013, and it's Isles. And um, I cannot remember where I first heard them. I think it might have been at a festival, uh, possibly Reading. 2012 so who knows if they were there or not but <laughs> so they're um this kind of dancey reggae psychedelic indie pop kind of band and um their last album kind of blew me away with the kind of sound they achieved and i love her voice sure so 
without wanting to stitch you up and put you on the spot, is there any kind of if you're a fan fan of A, you will well, be. This is the thing. Like, um, I haven't really um followed them since listening to their first album okay. for the first time. Uh, because I've just basically they haven't really had anything else. Um, so I was unaware that they, I think they've released a few singles this year, maybe at the end of 2015. Um, but I've listened recently to a single they, that they released, Throw Down Your Guns. And um, I actually wrote down here that I think she has this kind of Lana Del Rey aspect to Which, her to voice. To is a dream. Yeah. And... Um, like a fucking dream I I'm think living in. Let's just let's say. just listen to it. So I won't say any more. Sure. Let's go um, on that until after. But um, think Lana Del Rey and and then I'm gonna play a song from their first album, so you can hear the kind of sure. difference. Okay, so we're gonna go with Throw Down Your Guns. This, sorry, just to clarify, this is the new one. This is the new one, 2016 release. Beautiful. Throw Down Your Guns. Throw down your guns, throw down your guns In the name of love, I put my hands out Is this some fucked up situation? I'm feeling like a mental patient Tell me why my heart can't stop misbehaving Save me, I run around with the rum and for days. I'm looking for all that it takes to get wasted. So that was that, and um, I'm gonna show you a song from their 2013 album, Isles, and you'll hear a similarity, certainly. I don't know if you would have got to that part yet, but there's, there, are the, there are these horns in it, which are um, a big feature in the first album. Yep. And there's this um, kind of dub um, backing. And there's, I think, what from what I've heard from the singles so far, especially in the first track we heard, I feel like it's going to be a lot of the same kind of stuff, but with a bit more emphasis on her vocal, yeah. which I think is going to be quite an exciting thing to hear. Yeah, I mean... Having previously said, I think I know this band, it turns yeah. out I don't know this band at all. But right. just those little bits that we listen to, really, really exciting, really, really interesting. Yeah. So the first one was like some kind of hybrid, like the love child of Nicki Minaj and Lana Del Rey, <laughs> like really awesome. And then the second one was, it was like some Santi Gold kind of really chilled yeah. out kind of um i don't even i don't really know what genre to drop that stuff in like i mean it's kind of hip-hoppy indie pop kind of yeah 
I don't know what. I'd just like to say quickly, it was called Keep You from yeah. the album. I didn't mention that. But, but those two tracks were amazing, in totally different ways amazing, so it's kind of interesting as well that mm. in three years or two years, whatever it's been, they haven't, really, years, yeah. they haven't really put stuff out. But you can kind of hear a, a theme running through them, but also see a big progression at the same time. Yeah. And I think both of those sounded great, and I'm, I'm excited now. I mean, because I I haven't heard them for a couple of days since I kind of looked into the things I'm going to be talking about today. Yeah, and just listening back to them then, I'm even more excited now because yeah. I they're, they're a band that um, they work so well with like for example, I went to a barbecue the other day, and we're having a couple of drinks, and I decided to put on the the album Isles. And it just fits so well. Yeah, man. And it's just these one, this relaxing kind of backing track. And it's just, I, I think it's really, really brilliant. And it's definitely my highlight of the last couple of years. So I can't wait to hear more from them. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. So to stick to the kind of female theme that I teed up, I feel like you've moved on to stuff that you're looking forward to. Yeah. And I am now looking forward to too. But it'd be really interesting to uh, hear some more of the stuff that you have enjoyed already this year yeah. that has come out and well, you've been loving. To then continue with the female theme, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a song, and I do not know much about the artist and what they've released. Uh, it really is something I heard on the radio and I wrote it down in a little book at the time and as I was going through things I found it today and I was like oh I've got to bring this up sure. and the song is Drive With Fear from I think it's pronounced Era it's E-E-R-A double E-R-A so sure. again like I say I don't know much about the artist um, and as far as I know there isn't a lot to say about her in her releases um, what I think is that she's released a few singles and um, an EP from what a, a four-song EP called Era. And it's just got four songs on it. And um, But I just love her voice. Yeah. And it's quite a haunting um, vocal. And um, I'm just going to play it quickly now. Yeah. Dear, close up eyes behind my shield. I'll take my road before I dive down to my stories. Down to where the others bleed with colors made of stone and rivers left really like the kind of um like i say the vocal and the the organ yeah, kind of sound and i'm quite excited to hear what a whole album could sound like with yeah. that it's really atmospheric isn't it and like yeah i see that it's funny because is that the lead single from the new stuff it's the most popular from the four songs because if i know ima- it's not what the white water which i haven't heard yet sure so, so. if i imagine 
if I imagine that fitting in somewhere in an album, it's around kind of track seven somewhere where it's mm. like, you know, you've kind of had the up. What it feels like to me. Well, it's track and I re- three or four, so you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're yeah. close. Yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. So I always like to um, imagine with something that atmospheric when I would really relate to it. And it's like when you've been to like, you've been on a night out and it hasn't ended well. And you're kind of walking mm. home and it's dark and you're feeling a bit like shit about yourself. And but actually this really great tune fits with that mood. Like those kind of organs say that to me. There's, yeah. um, again, I've, I've talked about this album a few times before, but the first Miss Hudson and the library album. Yep. There's a, um, there's a, a track very late on it called, a Tale of Two Cities, which is obviously the name of the album as well. Yeah. Which immediately has a... That's what that immediately reminded me of. It's got a very similar vibe. And that is the same thing to me. It's almost like walking home and, you know, to uh, equate it to Brighton, walking home along the beach from a night out and just having, like, a little sit on a bench on the prom mm. and, like, just contemplating... Was just gone down. It's like this really beautiful moment. Yeah. But I mean, it's what's nice great that it about... gives you such a visual. Yeah, exactly. That's idea. what I was going to say. What is great about it is that I never heard that song before. I listened to, you know, what one minute twenty then max, yeah. and I've instantly got a visual of where that is, and that that's you know for something to be that visual and that inspiring and that kind of. Well, something we we often sometimes get into what we visualise when we listen to music, yeah. which I think is a great thing. And I don't know if it's just because of the name of the song "Drive with Fear," but yeah. I see. Have you seen The Shining? I think it's in yeah. The Shining. Anyway, driving okay. through the kind of um, these roads with just yeah. trees along the side, yeah. and I'm just getting a that thing where nighttime it like reflects vibe. on the yeah. The thing that never actually happens in real life, but you see it in movies. And I remember the first time I ever drove in a car through a forest and I was like, why aren't the trees reflecting on my windscreen like they do in the films? Maybe a um, a glimmer of an eye of a, yeah. a deer in the forest yeah. and, then uh, you run and a it quick over. run away. And then you run it over and you kill it. <laughs> and then you pick yeah. it up and put it in the boot and yeah. you go and eat it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Drive with fear. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just really looking forward to see what she can bring to a 10, 12 song album because I really like her voice and her songwriting style. And uh, yeah, so that is something that I've enjoyed this year. Another one is um, a band, I don't know if you're that familiar with them, um, but Villagers. Villagers, I adore. I went to um, one of... Probably the worst experiences of my entire life. Ooh. Don't was... tell us anyway. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to Mosley Folk Festival in Birmingham. Right. With my uh, girlfriend, my mother, and my little sister. Uh, with two intentions to see villagers... And to see Stornoway too. Stornoway, lovely. Two bands I love, who I think I've I had seen live previously and just thought they were brilliant. Just 
intoxicating, amazing acoustic music and very different in a lot of ways because Villagers is very much kind of led by one guy and it's very stripped back. Whereas yeah. Stornoway, you get loads and loads of layers of acoustic music. Which and is funny because one day, we won't do it now, but we'll talk about Villager's second album, yeah. which is such a shock, I think, compared to the first. Yeah. But carry on. But yeah, I went to this festival and the festival was beautiful. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. You go down this kind of really urban looking Birmingham street. Mm. And you're looking around and you're thinking, where the fuck is a folk festival going to happen here? And you go down this back alley down the side of Subway and you open up into this beautiful, grassy, green, leafy place with all these kind of little hippie stalls. And, you know, they're selling like caftans and craft cider and all these things. And it's amazing. And the first day we went there was brilliant. And then we went back to the hostel we were staying in. And I got food poisoning from a curry. A Birmingham curry. And I... A brume curry. Yeah. And I spent the next 36 hours locked in a toilet cubicle wanting to die. Um, And I returned briefly to watch Stornoway. Uh, but anyway, without wanting to just recount my illnesses, especially after last week when I was also ill, people are going to think... That's what Villagers does to you. Yeah. It makes you fucking sick. But to go back to the point of Villagers, they were one of the people I saw before I got ill. And they're So you've got good memories yeah. of them. Villagers are fantastic. They are. They, they are... It's... Personally, to me... They are one of the bands that, um, as I was leaving college and get starting university and getting into you know, trying to be a musician, or yeah. at least trying, you know, carry on learning to be. Um, I mean, I can totally, when I hear, and listeners may not even be aware of this, so you really should be. Harry's a really, really talented musician, and when I listen to your music. I can definitely hear villagers in that. Like, yeah, because when I started, I was I was very focused on acoustic music, and I learnt the first album back to front. Yeah, and um, I played a lot. Of, well, I played one of their songs at my audition for university. Like they were a big part of of your life, of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, that's why I don't really have maybe as bigger connection to their second or third album it's because it never really meant as much to me as yeah. the first it's, i've it, never actually thought of that until then it's, it's sometimes um, a really hard thing to stop right if something is just totally significant to a certain part of your life it's like yeah it's almost like i don't want them to be anything else to me it's, yeah especially I, the the song that day no sorry the song the song home took me as i was learning to play took me weeks to really perfect yeah. to a point where i was comfortable playing it that is a lot of time and effort going into one yeah, song sure. i mean it sounds like i was a bad musician <laughs> it took that long but i mean um i really it, it they were part of me growing 
as not just a musician but just as a person i think yeah and that's why i absolutely love them um but to go back to uh you know slightly to last week's podcast you know there's uh again a beauty in that and sometimes even if they're not a one hit wonder to you they can maybe sometimes feel like uh you know a mm. one album wonder so i i don't need anything more from this band they've yeah. that was they've everything to me at the time I needed yeah but at the same time we're excited for their new album i mean well <laughs> they in 2016 I don't I can't remember the month actually, but um, they released "Where Have You Been All My Life," and I thought it was going to be a new album. I was very excited for new music because yeah. I hadn't really been following them. Um, also, the last album, "Darling Arithmetic," was out in 2015, so I was a little bit surprised to see this new title. But "Where Have You Been All My Life" is basically a live album at the R R A K. The rack. Not sure what that is. Hoped you wouldn't, but you're shaking your heads. So I'm not sure you do either. It's the but... Rotherman, Rotherham Academy of um... kayaking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, they, they so they brought this album out, and it's it's just a live. I guess it's just a full live show at this place. And uh, so I was waiting for new music. Wasn't that excited? Listened to the whole lot. Absolutely adored it. Because yeah. and when I the, when I first got into Villagers, I listened to a lot of them on YouTube. It wasn't actually through um, downloading the music, and it was a lot of I, I've, I've watched probably all of their acoustic sets that are on YouTube. Sure. And uh, there's one that he did. I think his name's Connor. I met. I, well, I didn't meet him. I saw him in town once, and I didn't go and see him, and I've regretted it since. <laughs> um, that was at the Great Escape 2011. Anyway. So he did this uh, video with Watch, Listen, Tell, and it's been a video that I've watched so many times, like especially like a couple of years ago, just after college. I watched it all the time. And um, yeah, f- five, six years on from then, I'm going back to listen to the same songs and I'm just kind of reminded of how important they were to me and how much I love, I absolutely love their music. Yeah. Yeah. So as well as an amazing first third to 2016, it's also been a really sad time. We've previously touched upon the passing of Viola Beach. We've had the passing of Lemmy. And I think for people of the musical uh, taste and education that we have had, the passing of our hero... Our mate, Zavid Bowie. <laughs> Very well done. Yeah. Brutal, the 
I don't know about listeners. I don't know about Harry. No, yeah, but since you. the moment he passed, I haven't been able to listen to Black Star. I literally can't listen to it because it I... breaks my heart. I, when I'm listening to Six Music, I mute it when they play a Black Star track because I can't literally cope with the emotional turmoil that is within that album and one day i will and one day i'll appreciate it for everything it is but right now i cannot do it i feel that it's gonna be the last thing you hear of him so i feel i feel like because he's dead that probably is the truth what i'm saying is it's the last thing you're gonna hear of him so it's quite hard to just to listen to it but it's the fact that he is um He's he's addressing it, you know. Like yeah. we're so we've got so many musicians, iconic musicians who went too young, mm. you know. But John Lennon never had an album about the fact that he was about to die. Mm. You know, he never spoke about what the world would be like after he was gone. You know, David did, and for some people that brings a certain comfort and i'm sure for david you know amazing what a beautiful thing to be able to do to to you know especially it's organizing your own funeral it's you know this is my legacy this is my final goodbye music is the thing that he brought to the world amongst many more things he to go out using that medium to say this is my final goodbye yeah, and all of it's it, the you know, perfect the, thing that some a musician could do is perfect. And I, you know, whatever it, whatever that space, that gap of time was, I think it was five days between Black Star coming out and his passing. I was listening to it a lot in that space, and I was appreciating it completely musically. You know, not really attaching any meaning to it at all, and thinking this is absolutely fantastic. I love this. This is one of the best things he's done in years. Mm. and then you hear the news that he's passed and suddenly these songs take on another meaning and like I say I haven't listened to them since because I just don't want to Mm. that's not comfortable for me because I'm still sad I'm still sad that that happened and I'm still sad have you been through I think I remember getting a lift from you when we you were listening to Bowie, so have you been? I can listen to old. Other I can old listen to Bowie. old Bowie when he's not yeah. addressing his yeah. own mortality, yeah. because that is the immortal Bowie. You yeah. know, we can all listen to "Let's Dance" forever. Yeah, you know, and even like one of my my very favourite Bowie moments. Like my little sister Lizzie is a huge Bowie fan, bigger than me. She she adores the man. For her, I think, 16th or 17th birthday, I bought her the DVD of The Man Who Fell to Earth. And I don't know if you've ever seen this film, but it's a really bizarre film. And it's got some horribly sexual scenes in it. Mm. And there's a really, really... It, it harks back a bit to a bit a thing we talked about in previous episodes about like what you do when you're watching sex scenes with your family, and there's this really bizarre sex scene in it that we watched on my little sister's birthday with my entire family, all red faced, and it's really long and it's really really strange, and then about three quarters of the way through this scene, 
the worst things of all things happened. The DVD broke. <laughs> and then we had to try and find our spot again and watch this scene for a second time. And then it did it again. It's like, oh, f- I'm not watching it again. This is too much. And we're all in streams of laughter. And we just skipped past it. But since Bowie's passing, I've rewatched that film. And the DVD did the same thing again. And, you know, you're in this just kind of tragic tears of laughter this beautiful memory of your family even though it was disturbing at the time and it's it's so bowie it's you know it's everything that he meant in terms of a connection to your family as well because that's the brilliant thing about bowie and there was a guy who i some random guy who emailed in six music on the day that he passed saying that he wasn't a big fan of bowie's music necessarily but because of his cultural impact, somehow he had a connection to every member of his family via Bowie. You know, he had watched Labyrinth with his sister. He'd listened to a song with his dad. You know, all these different things had somehow connected into different members of his family via Bowie. And that was what hurt when he died. And I think that is what we're all still kind of feeling. Yeah. That there's this just kind of absence of some big impact in all of our lives yeah of bowie not being here so that is i think the biggest thing that happened in 2016 Mm. and yeah we're all just super sad about it still there will never be another zavid there's a star waiting in the sky So I feel like um, one of the things we haven't mentioned so far, but uh, probably one of the most significant pieces of music this year so far mm-hmm. is um, Untitled Unmastered, or as I like to call it, Untitled, but a little bit mastered. <laughs> because there's no way there's no mastering on that whatsoever. <laughs> He hasn't just recorded it raw and put it out. Just untitled. Yeah. But, um... Kendrick. Mr. You're Lama. a big fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan. fan. Yeah. I am on the verge of booking flights to Spain to watch the great man himself. Have you listened to the album? Have you enjoyed the album? I've enjoyed it, yeah. But you haven't listened he's, to it. He's untitled, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have enjoyed. I've listened and enjoyed. Thank you. It's one of those really frustrating things to uh talk to other people about because like normally you'll be like Oh, have you uh like have you heard the new Kendrick album I fucking love or right or whatever it is. Yeah. And this one is like Have you listened to the new Kendrick album? I really like 
Untitled 3. On 0102 2014. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know what I like. I just like it. Yeah. Well, I, le- I think that's a kind of... Um, I, f- I think it's a good thing about the whole album itself, or whatever it's called. EP. Yeah. Release. Um, because... I think it makes you listen to it as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just... You can't break it down. No, you can't listen to... You can't like one song in it, or you, well, you can, but you can't just focus on one thing, really. You, yeah. I, I, if I ever listen to it, it's as, as start to finish. Yeah. So... I'm absolutely fascinated helps. by it, and I think um, this is... This is, like, totally not the forum for mm-hmm. me to discuss it, purely because, like, I... I feel like a guy who is, I'm not like the biggest hip hop head going, yeah. you know, but I like, I like my hip hop very much. Yeah. And I've listened to a lot of hip hop through my life, but what I don't know, and I feel like I don't understand and is difficult for me to discuss is jazz. And I listen to this album mm. and to me it's a jazz album. Yeah. Well, I... Instrumentally, it's certainly a jazz album. Absolutely, and my—that's what really catches my interest. Yeah, because I went to university with a lot of um, jazz. Oh, really? Students. So, you, so you're yeah. like, oh, so, so sorry. I thought you were going to say you're uh, someone with a bit of a jazz background, but you know a lot no, of jazz I'm musicians. Not. I mean, I actually started university with very little yeah. knowledge of jazz i mean i know like i know a bit of miles davies i know like you know the very kind of you know yeah and big I'm, numbers absolutely jazz music, and i'm but. probably at the same level but i think i can certainly going and watch and going to jazz nights and watching people go up there i can i can very much appreciate the community behind jazz sure and a lot of people were talking about the kind of death of jazz yeah so, um, talking of jazz and stuff, like I, I found this quote a while ago when I was actually listening to a comedy podcast, and it's from Rob Dyke, and the quote is, Comedy is a dying art. Soon it will be like jazz, only enjoyed by the few smart enough to understand its beauty and not be offended. That's really cool. I, and, you know, as someone who I feel like we do an absolutely hilarious podcast, and <laughs> like, but we both we both listen to a lot of comedy and we both watch a lot of comedy. Yes, is the point I'm trying to make, and it's really interesting to hear someone compare the two things because, um, yeah, I'm someone who's a huge Stuart Lee fan, for example, mm-hmm. and there's kind of it does sometimes feel a bit kind of uh, exclusive and like uh, something for a certain comedy audience mm. and people who don't understand the constructs of comedy and because that's what Stuart Lee plays on a lot of these are the expectations of comedy and this is how a joke should work but I'm uh, inverting those and that is why it's funny and if you don't have that appreciation of the art form then you don't find my jokes funny. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear someone compare that to music and jazz, a form that I do I do find confusing sometimes. Yeah. But that gives me an extra understanding of jazz because like 
I listen to music and then I listen to jazz. And it's like, oh, sometimes it's like that. That's not how music should sound. And, and you know, to bring this back to Kendrick, that's so interesting. And one of the things we've spoken many times before on this podcast about Kanye is that he um, he will he. He kind of encourages and breeds a hybrid of different genres of music that you feel like they shouldn't go together. So mm. for me, again, I feel like I've said this before on the podcast, but one of the ultimate examples of Kanye's powers and what he's brilliant at is Runaway because yeah. like the kind of uh, sort of stripped back classical piano and you know this kind of something that feels very um you know like stuck in period drama and all sorts of stuff like and the videos he made for it as well like it's very historic did you see and then the... he fits it in with the hip hop and these like really exposed and like beautiful lyrics yeah um look at you look at you look at you. not that bit <laughs> But um, you know he's the the chorus. Yeah. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the assholes. I sang that like at work the other day. He's talking about himself. Up. That and that is like, wow, how how self deprecating and how self exposed and how modern. You know, no one would have said that in the time where the boom boom boom, and then in the video he's got ballet in it as well. Yeah. So all these mix of these things, it's really beautiful and really interesting and i feel like kendrick is the heir to that throne and arguably despite the fact that i continue to adore what kanye does and i'm so annoyed at myself for continuing to talk about kanye on this podcast well i wanted to bring up something after this anyway about him so but but what i'm trying to say is i feel like not only is kendrick the heir to that throne but potentially now the more relevant artist to this idea of progressing what hip-hop is. Like, I listen to Untitled, Unmastered, and it's like I've never heard this kind of bass music brought into hip-hop, and it's mm. so interesting. And I'd really love to play a little bit of one of the tracks from the album, which I had to screenshot from Spotify earlier because... They don't have names. Kendrick, next time, just put a fucking name on it, man. We don't know what these songs are. It's really annoying. Like, it's one of the best albums of the last decade. And we need a name on it. But this, I feel like, you listen to the bit of instrumental before, and then the way his his delivery and his lyrics come in, and it's just huge. It's just fucking brilliant. And it's why he is, at this moment, the biggest act in hip-hop. Potentially the biggest act in the entire music world. Right now. It's Kendrick.
So that was Kendrick, and I think like that sums up a lot of what I'm trying to trying to say, but totally failing to say. Mm. Because like, like I say, I don't have any. I feel like it's a jazz album, so I don't feel like I have any context to talk about it from, other than I think it's absolutely amazing, and I think it's absolutely progressive, and it's in the cutting edge of any era of music, whether that's you know rock and roll, punk, you know nineties hip hop, jazz, whatever it is, like. It's that thing of like it's hard for the mainstream to kind of understand what this is, mm. but it's fucking brilliant, and he's a genius. He's a genius. I got one hundred on my dash, got two hundred in my trunk. Name in the grab bags, put my Bible in the trunk. Like a vodka on the top of my binocular, I'm drunk. How can I can make them popular? Pop them when I want. See, I'm living with anxiety, ducking the sobriety. Fucking up the system, I ain't fucking with society. Justice ain't free, therefore justice ain't me. So I justify his name on obituary. Why you wanna see a good man with a broken heart? Once upon a time, I used to go to church and talk to God. Now I'm thinking to myself, I don't tip the sun like God. Now I'm drinking by myself at the intersection park. Watch you when you walk in such a house. You do your briefcase alone the couch. I plan on creeping through your fucking door and blowing out every piece of your. Brain to your son, jumped in your arm, cut on the engine, and sped off in the rain. I'm gone. So that was long, wasn't it? Yeah. Only joking, you only had to listen to under an hour of it. <laughs> we, Harry had to sit through six hours of it to get to this point, so. Um, well done to you for listening and downloading, but well done to Harry for that. Mm. For not only being part of a six hour recording session but then bothering to listen to it too we can't even be specific because there's whole sections I might have deleted <laughs> or just not included yeah. at all Yeah. so I have no idea Yeah. what's just happened Yeah. <laughs> this is an exciting moment you're listening to our um, confusion very much in the past <laughs> from the moment that you're going to hear this um, uh, it's cool time travel yeah. Anyway, um, as we say, thank you very much for listening. Uh, it means the world to us. And we're uh, unceremoniously dropping down the iTunes charts at the moment. <laughs> so if you uh, fancy telling all your friends about it and leaving reviews and liking us and being our friends, then we would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook at Track Show. We're on Twitter at Track Show. We're on Instagram at Track Show. We're on the internet at trackshow.co.uk <laughs> online and we are on Spotify at Trackshow Music and um, basically everywhere you can possibly imagine we are you just gotta come find us yeah share yeah enjoy share. Harry's favourite artist <laughs> um <laughs> 